The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music! So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore, and we have an amazing show here today with the incredible Nava Atlas. And we're going to talk about none other than Vegan Holiday Fair. Oh yeah, the holidays are just around the corner, and we all need some fabulous fair to serve to our family and our guests. So we're going to get right to the show. It is now my great honor to welcome Nava Atlas, who is author of many best-selling vegetarian and vegan cookbooks, including Five Ingredient Vegan, Vegan Holiday Kitchen, Vegan Soups and Hearty Stews for All Seasons, and Plant-Powered Protein. And her newest release, Vegetariana, a rich harvest of wit, lore, and recipes, was first published in 1984. And Vegetariana is a beautifully hand-illustrated cookbook, and it's now in its fourth edition, and for the first time, entirely vegan. Vegetariana is here for new readers to enjoy and original fans to rediscover. Nava also creates visual books on women's issues, including The Literary Lady's Guide to the Writing Life, and she runs two websites, TheVeganAtlas.com and LiteraryLadiesGuide.com. And I'd like to welcome her to this program right now. How are you today, Nava? I'm good. I wish we could see some sun here in the beautiful Hudson Valley, but it seems to have disappeared. Well, in the winter, it does disappear. And with Thanksgiving just around the corner, we are ready for winter, maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't ever seem to be ready for winter, but I know you like the cooler weather, right? 
I do. In fact, I'm, I'm hoping to go back to Iceland where there'll be exactly three hours of daylight very oh. soon. I want to see what that's like. Wow. I hope you have a really <laughs> good time. Um, Thank but you. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, you know, there is always stress around feeding family and friends around Thanksgiving. I mean, I know for me, even after 40 years of it, I still get very stressed out if I'm going to have guests for Thanksgiving. So, you know, even creative vegans like me, I consider myself a creative vegan. You can get into a rut with the same old, same old for the entire holiday season. But let's just talk about Thanksgiving first. What are a few new delicious vegan Thanksgiving main dish ideas? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to say that our family has come up with a system which is the one person who's hosting doesn't do all the work. It's always a potluck. Mm-hmm. And it's not like potluck where it just brings something. We usually plan it out like this person is bringing the salads, this person will do the sides. So that really, really reduces the stress. But I think it's almost always on the host, especially if the host or hostess is the vegan, to do the main dish or a couple of main dishes. Agreed. And I think this year we're still, you know, a lot of people are still being cautious Traveling has become really complicated, and I think there's still going to be some abbreviated Thanksgivings. Now, that being said, for vegans, I think Thanksgiving is the mother of all holidays, and Mm -hmm. eating vegan on Thanksgiving has certainly become much more acceptable. You know, in past years, I've done more elaborate dishes that I still love. my, My favorite thing for Thanksgiving is stuffed squash. Agreed. You know, these things are good. They're great if you have extra time. They're a little bit of a project. So this year, I definitely want to go simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking of two different choices that I might do, or may- maybe I'll do both because I don't do these for Thanksgiving very often. So again, it's getting out of that same old, same old routine. One of them is called quick black bean and sweet potato chili. Mm-hmm. And people will find it on my website, the Vegan Atlas. Just plug it into the search bar. It's ready probably within 30 minutes. And it's really delicious and it's colorful. It just really seems to have the season's colors with the bright sweet potatoes contrasted with the black beans. It's really delicious served with either stuffing or cornbread. The other uh, idea, which I got actually from my readers, is it's called Classic Vegan Meatloaf. Now, there's nothing very Thanksgiving-y about it, but I just noticed the traffic really spikes to it around Thanksgiving and also Christmas. Yeah, so it must I've, be something I've, people are looking for. Yeah, I, I've done uh, vegan meatloaf on Thanksgiving before, and I've also done a lot of stuffed squash. And I know you've got a lot of wonderful stuffed squash recipes on your website at theveganatlas.com. And I have a lot of wonderful stuffed squash recipes on jazzyvegetarian.com. I love stuffing butternut squash on Thanksgiving and just doing a simple rice and cranberry, a few veggies, you know, stuffing in it. And it's been a fan favorite and it's so easy to do. But I do think that more and more people, as you just mentioned, 
are kind of going more towards maybe more meaty things on Thanksgiving and over the entire holidays, like that fantastic meatloaf you have on your website at theveganatlas.com. So I hope everybody's going to visit and check out that recipe after the program today. And what are a few of your favorite sides to serve on Thanksgiving? In other words, the types of sides that you might say to your guests or your family that are going to be coming to dine with you on Thanksgiving that you might say, well, Will you please make this or you please make that? What do you recommend when you're having a potluck? Well, I have a couple of ideas, but I just wanted to quickly add on about the uh, vegan meatloaf. Uh It is based on beyond. However, I have an alternative right in the recipe to use walnuts and red beans. And I'll tell you, Laura, it tastes almost exactly the same. And that's a great choice for people who are more in the whole foods, plant-based, you know, philosophy. So uh, I agree. We'll, I agree. <laughs> so we'll tie up the meatloaf there. As far as sides, again, I think that, that because sometimes we're, you know, people cancel at the last minute, people get sick, we don't know how many people are coming, who's missed their flight. You know, making mashed potatoes, even though it has two or three ingredients, is a big pain in the neck because you have to peel them and then cook them and then smash them and all of that. So instead of doing mashed potatoes, with a delicious gravy, I just do smashed potatoes. Mm-hmm, me too. So basically, you take the potatoes, you either bake or microwave them, split them in half, mash them, you know, smash them with a potato smasher right in the jackets, and then do a delicious vegan uh, gravy. I like mushroom gravy, and I like to put nutritional yeast in it because it gives it more flavor, more color. So smashed potatoes with mushroom gravy, and that's also really good with sweet potatoes as well, as long as you're not also using sweet potatoes in your main dish, because we don't like to be redundant. Mm -hmm. Um, Second thing that I really enjoy a lot and is very traditional to Thanksgiving is Brussels sprouts, and I like to make them really crispy. Now, who would have ever thought that Brussels sprouts would become a favorite bar snack. Those used to be, you know, Brussels sprouts used to be the the vegetable that everybody hated. Mm -hmm. So I have a recipe called crispy Brussels sprouts with mustard agave Mm. dressing. It's really good and it's very quick. And the Brussels sprouts, you, you do them on a skillet and they stay really nice and crisp. People also have been really enjoying making Brussels sprouts in an air fryer, anything that reduces the amount of oil because they love to absorb oil. So mashed potatoes and crispy Brussels sprouts are the two sides that I'm going to make this year, unless somebody else offers to bring them. Mm -hmm. Wow, I like that crispy Brussels sprouts idea. It's a really, really good idea. And, uh, of course, you have that on your website at theveganatlas.com, yes? I do. It's also yeah. in the new edition of Vegetariana, if people enjoy using books. But yes, most of the recipes I'll be talking about today are also on the Vegan Atlas. Fantastic. I like people to be able to find them no matter what. That's the most important. I, I agree. And uh, I'll just take a minute to say, as I said earlier in this program today, uh, the book Vegetariana, A Rich Harvest of Wit, Lore, and Recipes. And that started as vegetarian. It's now 100% vegan. And you can get it wherever fine books are sold. Just go to the website, 
TheVeganAtlas.com, and you'll find a link to buy the book. And also one of my very, very, very favorite books by Nava, Vegan Holiday Kitchen, more than 200 delicious festive recipes for special occasions. Wow, that, that's, that's a lot of recipes. That is a fantastic book uh, for the holidays if you are thinking of adding more plant-based vegan dishes to your holiday repertoire, that is the book to get to. Just pick them both up. We're going to move on to Christmas. Christmas, Christmas. You know, there's always a lot of, uh, there can be stress around Christmas too. I guess that's just the best word to describe it. And I'd love it if you'd share with us your new ideas for entrees and your new ideas for entertaining at Christmas this year. Oh, I would say that the the stresses are probably pretty much the same as Thanksgiving, if not more so, because more people are traveling, more people have to pick up gifts, all of that. Mm -hmm. So I have something new, a new idea for a main dish, and it really is super easy and so beautiful. It's uh, called holiday pot roast, and of course, in our case, it's vegan. Mm -hmm. You combine portobello mushrooms, which also are kind of meaty, with either the packaged kind of beefy style plant protein or seitan. It works equally as well as seitan. So then you take the vegetables that are associated with pot roast, onions, carrots, potatoes, and Brussels sprouts, roast those separately. So they both get roasted and then the meaty part gets put into the center of a dish, the vegetables surround it, because usually in the traditional recipe, which I by the way, I've never made because Mm -hmm. I've been a vegan for almost forever, Mm -hmm, (laughs) a vegetarian mm -hmm. before then. Everything seems to get cooked at the same time. So I'm thinking that the vegetables might get overcooked as the Mm -hmm. meat is cooking. But in this case, these are roasted vegetables, which, as you know, are just done a little brown, a little crispy. And it's, it's, it's really a beautiful dish. And I like to uh, embellish it with a little fresh thyme at the top. And it, it is really, I promise, this is super easy. That's a really good idea. I, I've tried to make vegan pot roast before with cauliflower as the meat in the middle. And it, it wasn't it wasn't my best uh, recipe experimentation. I will say that. So this really sounds oh, like I a agree. great idea. Oh, by the way, we I, I had the same exact experience first of all there's no protein in it so it's not really a main dish and then if you do cauliflower is what they call the crown roast it was kind of a big trend a while ago okay Mm -hmm. so the outside gets nice and crispy but then there's all that bland cauliflower in the middle yes and it doesn't look that great and you you know of course you can put a gravy or a sauce but i didn't find it really very appealing honestly I like I, your I like idea. Yeah. yeah, I, lo- I love that idea. Everything just done. You'll find this recipe also on the Vegan Atlas, and it is one of the recipes in Plant-Powered Protein, which is the book that came out just before Vegetariana. I'm trying to remember when it came out already. It feels like already going on a couple of years. December 31st, 2021, I believe that book came out. Uh, yes, yes, that sounds right. Yep, and I I talked about it a little bit earlier in the program along with all of your other books. And, uh, you know, 
anybody who's listening today and they're saying, oh, I really want to try plant-based or, man, I've been a vegan for so long, I can't think of any new ideas. I've said this over and over over the past 10 years. Really just pick up Nava's books. Go to her website, theveganatlas.com, like jazzyvegetarian.com. She has so many wonderful recipes there for free that she is so generous to offer us. But do pick up two, three of her books because you'll find that with her books, you really can learn how to cook vegan, not just for yourself, but make stuff that your family's going to like too. And that brings me right to my next topic. I get a lot of emails about having a vegan Hanukkah meal and, um, you know, Rosh Hashanah too, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it really can be challenging. There's no doubt about it, but you have really made it easy for us. And what are a few of your fresh menu ideas for this Hanukkah season. Well, thank you for that plug, and I want to tell your listeners, also, get two or three of Laura's books, too. Laura and I are very simpatico when it comes to recipes. We just like them to be clean and doable and not too complicated and tasty. So um, on to Hanukkah. So what's central to Hanukkah, of course, is latkes. And what is the dilemma with latkes is that traditionally they're stuck together with egg. And so what I use instead of egg is I make uh, either oatmeal or kind of like a hot cereal made out of quinoa flakes. And they're really, both of those are really good for making the latkes stick to. And if somebody's not familiar, potato latkes, it's um, grated potato, grated onion, some matzo meal, and whatever you use to stick it together. And the traditional thing, because... Hanukkah's festival of lights and what were lights back then, but oil lamps, usually they're deep fried in a lot of oil. And that's something I really do not like to do. Mm -hmm. So once I make the batter for the latkes, and I'll get into a little bit more detail, I actually really like to bake them. So first of all, if I fry latkes, my hair smells like potato pancakes for a week. And so does my house and so does the upstairs. And I just find that baking them and spraying them with a little cooking oil spray makes them really crisp and you don't have to use all that oil. Great idea. Yeah. um, And it makes it just so much easier and you can bake so many at a time, whereas with in the skillet, there's really just so many you can do at a time. And very often I remember in Hanukkah's past, someone, some poor person was just standing at the skillet the whole time and just dishing them out and dishing them out. This way you, they're all done at once and you can sit down and enjoy them. So I agree. Most yeah. of what goes, most of what's go, goes into traditionally into latkes is grated potatoes. And I have found a really wonderful shortcut, which is, Organic hash browns because they're already grated. Oh, yeah. yeah frozen mean, ones? Out. So frozen organic oh. hash browns. And I, the reason I say organic is because they have more flavor than the kinds that you buy in the supermarket. Those will work, but the flavor isn't there. They they get kind of bland. So mm-hmm. it just it works like a charm. A few years ago, the grating blade on my 
uh, and my food processor broke, mm-hmm. and I have not been able to replace it. I guess they're just not making that model, and I think I had to do that out of necessity because there's just no way during Hanukkah that I will forego latkes or lighting the candles. So yeah. they're non-negotiable for me. Yeah, um, I, so I, I... You can... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, let me just ask you right now. I, I don't mind, believe it or not, I still grate everything on that old-fashioned grater, that, that, an OXO grater that they'd given me years ago that has the rubber on the bottom and it stands up and you sit oh, yeah. there and you grate it. But I don't have as many people probably to cook for as, as you do. But let me just ask you, because I really want to try to make those. Every Hanukkah, I say, I'm going to make your recipe, and then I don't. But I really want to try it this, this uh, season. When I do the potatoes, do you use russets and that's A, and B, can I leave the peels on? If they're organic and you scrub them well, I think mm-hmm. you should leave the peels on. But I also think Yukon Gold work, works very well. I think Yukon Gold has become like the go-to potato. Oh, oh It's okay. really flavorful, and it seems to work well both in dishes where it has to hold together and dishes where it has to fall apart. It's just really an oh. all-purpose and it has a lot of flavor to it. And the golden color is also very appealing. So okay. That's my favorite for latkes. Okay. So just talk a little bit more about, if you don't mind, exactly what goes into a vegan latka. Okay. I don't have a page open, but I should be able to, I should know this by heart, right? So basically it's the kind of the hot cereal you make out of oatmeal or quinoa flakes, which is what holds it together, the mm-hmm. grated potato, some, mm-hmm. a little bit of grated onion. Traditional to it is some carrot as well. Then mm. in, because I don't fry it in oil, I put a little bit of oil into it to make, just to give it body and so it won't be dry. Then if you spread a quarter cup of oil amongst, you know, eight or 10 eaters, it's not much oil. Agreed. And then I like to sometimes play around with the recipe. Sometimes I'll swap in a medium zucchini from one of the potatoes. You can also swap in one sweet potato for a similar size potato. I think this year, I don't know, I'm going to go green and put in a couple of good handfuls of kale or spinach. Mm-hmm. Arugula is really good. It makes it rain. If you want a really weird color, fun because you can even try beets. And if, if you want, you can do golden beets so it doesn't look that weird. In fact, golden beets and golden potatoes probably be amazing. I have, have to say, I've not tried putting beets in them, but I'm going to this year. Wow. So, and then what goes with, with latkes? You have to have applesauce. That's non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And then sour cream. And fortunately, like everything else, Vegan sour cream has become so much better, and there are so many wonderful brands. I don't know if you want me to actually name them. Yes, yes, do go ahead, and then I, I, I want to talk about uh, vegan sour cream too, but do talk about the brands you like better, because I, as you know, I always make a, a homemade vegan sour cream over the uh, store-bought, but what are the good store-bought brands? Um, I really enjoy Forager. Oh. And I also like Kite Hill, and they're both about the same price. They're really good. They really, you know, my memory of sour cream is probably fairly dim, but to me they really taste like sour cream with that really nice tang. And then there's also a few other good brands, Wayfair, which is, I understand is mostly available on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Follow Your Heart, 
which is a real classic brand, and also Good Karma. Um, and I would say that the ones that are carried locally to me in the Hudson Valley are Kite Hill and Forager. So I'll, I'll see what's on the shelf. Both of those are good. Oh, I'll have to. I've tried. I have not tried either of those because um, I usually do make my sour cream with just cashews, a little bit of salt, lemon, and a little bit of water, and I soak the cashews, and then I just put them in the blender, and it just comes out perfect. I mean, I've served it to so many people so many times, and none of them were vegans, and they're like, this is sour cream. So in a pinch, if you forget to get it at the store uh, and you want to spend you know, five minutes, you can make it at home as well, and it tastes really good. So either way, but I've got to try those lots. Do you soak the cashews a little bit first or not? You don't really have to. I do find it is a little bit creamier if you soak the cashews first, but in uh, full transparency, I'm always so rushed, and then I realize, oh, no, I need sour cream. That's how I came up with this recipe, and I haven't soaked them, and it comes out just absolutely beautiful. Nice and firm uh, at com. I think it's uh, in the sixth season under the TV recipes. You'll find the recipe and it's really fail safe. You can't mess it up. It really, really tastes like sour cream. And all it is is salt, lemon, raw cashews, water. Uh, the exact measurements are on the website. But if you, in a pinch, if you forget to pick up the sour cream, you can do that. That sounds really good. And, you know, I used to do the similar thing with silken tofu, and that works as well. It's really same ingredient, silken tofu, a little lemon juice, a little salt. I don't even think it needs water because it's already kind of the right consistency. Yeah. So, yeah, you can do you can do an a impromptu sour cream if you need to. Yeah, if you have to. And I've done the tofu one, too, but I will say the raw cashew one literally just tastes exactly like sour cream. So we are on dairy products. That's what we're talking about right now because dairy products really can be a large part of many holiday celebrations. And when it comes to cheese for vegans, you know, when you and I started out giving up cheese, there was just nothing out there. And if it was out there, it pretty much just tasted like rubber. But now there are just amazing vegan cheese varieties and just talk about them and how you like to work them into a holiday menu. Oh my gosh. You know, that brought back so many memories of cheese that would not melt even at 450 degrees on a pizza. Like you're right. It was like rubber and also didn't taste like anything. And it would a really, what a sea change there has been in terms of vegan cheeses. I feel like they just should be called cheese now and not vegan cheese because they're the same. They're just not made out of dairy. Um, <clears throat> so, of course, the, one of the cheese geniuses is Miyoko in Miyoko's Creamery. I mean, she has such an array of incredible cheeses. And why we're talking about this is because for holiday appetizers, you know, if you don't have the bandwidth to also do an array of appetizers, mm-hmm. you know, you put out these delicious vegan cheeses, everybody is amazed, everybody is happy, um, and you can serve them with vegetables, fruits, crackers, whatever, but they become just really the centerpiece of incredible appetizer um, presentations. Honestly, I agree. I'm trying to think of some other brands that I have discovered 
I mean, so many are good. Just very, very recently, my son brought home a brand. It's pronounced dairy, but it's D-A-R and then an E with an umlaut. Over oh, it. yes, yes. And we have that here. Yep. Famic fig yep. in a wedge. And I served it to company and they, you know, these are all really vegetarian friendly people, but mm. they were just floored. It was so delicious. I have to and, try it. Um, there's some that are spreadable, so again, those are really nice to serve with crackers. One of the brands that it's actually made near me is Treeline. That's been around for a while, but they have a new, newish flavor called strawberry, where you taste just a tiny bit of sweetness contrasted with a fermented flavor. So it's mm-hmm. really delicious. And then um, Violife, which yes. makes just like feta, and I say. It's really just like goat cheese. So it's really delicious to dress up your salads or just on an appetizer platter and serve it with stuffed vine leaves and olives. Mm. It's just very impressive without really even having to do anything. You know, I agree. And charcuterie boards are, you know, been all the rage. And in the new season of the show, I decided to do a dessert charcuterie board, vegan, of course, because I was doing the episode and I realized, oh, I don't have a dessert planned. But I said, oh, I've got some vegan chocolate and I have some raspberries and I have some beautiful little cookies that are vegan or everything vegan. I didn't have to make one thing. And I have this beautiful, beautiful dessert board and beautiful spread. And I think in a pinch, that's something you can do for dessert. But appetizers are also so important. And I always like to serve a nice appetizer. So just talk a little bit more about some options for a charcuterie appetizer board for the holidays. Yeah, I I almost feel like if you have a charcuterie board, some nice cocktails or wine, you can almost go straight to dessert. Because like you're right, it's so appealing and you're mixing uh, fresh foods, dried fruits, protein, plant proteins. There's so many possibilities. Now, what's traditional to charcuterie is uh, like salami or mm-hmm. slices. And there's an, a brand, a fairly recent one called Renegade. Now, my brother has been vegan longer than me. Mm-hmm. And I got him present of three renegade salamis because that was the last thing he gave up. Wow. And he loved it so much. I mean, they have those like ends that people really like with salami. It's really amazing what people do now with plants. So, you know, why not? Let's do these things with plants. (laughs) So when I had a few friends over a few months ago and I did a charcuterie board and I think none of them had actually had it before. And again, I felt like by the time we finished with it, we could have gone straight to dessert because it was so filling. So I used that renegade salami. Don't remember what kind of vegan cheese I used, but surely I did. There's so mm-hmm. many choices there. So to, just to say, like, define what is a charcuterie board. Basically, you just literally arrange things beautifully on maybe a giant cutting board or a really large pizza stone, as long as it's a large surface. And you can carry it in and kind of impress it. There's a real ooh-ah aspect to it, you know, when you set it down. And you just arrange things in this beautiful way around it. And like you said, you don't actually even have to make anything. It's all in the arrangement. That's so what I love I about like, it, yeah. You know, 
fruit. You can put in dried fruit, like dates or dried figs, uh, apricots. Olives. You can put, yes, olives. Olives, me, artichoke hearts I like do. to put in. Yep, yes. yep. Oh, artichoke hearts or some other sort of pickle. Mm-hmm. Watermel- regular radishes, but especially watermelon radishes are really great. Could be a few nuts. Um, yes, I like nuts. to put some sort of fresh fruit, either thinly sliced apple. Depends on the season. Like now in the winter season, you'd want to put apple or pears. Grapes are always available. A popular ingredient is pomegranate, pomegranate some pomegranate seeds. And then in the summer, I like to use berries. So, mm. you know, basically just mix and match all these things. You never have to make it the same way twice. It's really hard to present a recipe for it because there really isn't a recipe. So I, I also have a, a post, but it's basically pictures with ideas. I and, love you know, that. Can really just, yeah, improvise. I love that idea too. Now, I never really thought of that, but that is such a good idea, particularly if you, you perhaps have some guests or family coming over at the last minute, you know, a few people and you just have nothing planned and you don't feel like cooking. If you have things in your refrigerator and in your pantry, like the olives and the artichoke hearts that you can all just keep in your pantry at all times and nuts, of course, I keep nuts in the refrigerator um, and then the vegan meats and the cheese. You, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. You really could just do the charcuterie board. These on hand. And it's yeah. really all in the presentation. Oh, you know, one thing that I really like to put on, no matter what the season, is a small pot of jam. Because somehow Ooh. the jam is a really nice contrast with all the like fermented and pickly flavors. Mm-hmm. So that works really well, like to put it on some crackers or to spread it on, you know, if you have your, if a little bit of fresh bread. So that's one of my must-haves. But you're right. I also didn't think about that. These are things that most of us have at least some of, and I don't know how many items to put on a charcuterie board. Depends on how big your board is, but I could say maybe eight. It makes mm-hmm. a really nice array of different flavors and textures, and you know, everybody just flips out over it, and they don't realize how it really was no work to put together. It's almost like I, doing a I painting. Agree. You know, you yeah. just want it to look nice. Well, no work. That's what I love. And boy, this always just goes by so quickly. Uh, we're here today with the amazing Nava Atlas. Go to her website, theveganatlas.com. Uh, you want to pick up a copy of her fabulous book, Vegetariana. Also, you want to pick up a copy of Vegan Holiday Kitchen, Plant-Based Protein. There are so many of them. Nava, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day to help us through the holidays this season. And I am wishing you and your family a happy, healthy, and actually a fun and relaxing holiday season this year. Well, thank you, and same to you, and it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Well, that's the amazing, the incredible Nava Atlas. And you do want to pick up a copy of one of her fabulous books, including Vegetariana and Vegan Holiday Kitchen. And thank you so much for your time today, Nava. Great, great tips for that vegan holiday fair. Well, right now, I know you've been waiting for it. It's my recipe of the week. Vegan and delicious. My recipe of the week. 
course, today on this program, we've been talking about vegan holiday fare. And with Thanksgiving being right around the corner, if you're looking for a great vegan main dish, here is an easy and delicious vegan option for you. We talked a lot about stuffed veggies, but peppers. I love stuffing peppers, particularly at holiday time. And this is my festive stuffed pepper recipe. It's super easy to double or triple if you're feeding a crowd, and it's really, really delicious. It highlights quinoa, pecans, spinach, and a few other ingredients to create a tasty entree that's perfect for a casual family supper or, in this case, for Thanksgiving. And you're going to start off with four small sweet bell or green bell peppers, any combination of colors. Now, if I do this for Thanksgiving, I like using the orange peppers. And if I serve this recipe for Christmas, I like using the red and the green peppers combined, and it also makes a great Valentine's Day recipe if you use just red peppers. So here's how it goes. Four small sweet bell or green bell peppers, any combination of colors, two tablespoons plus one teaspoon extra virgin olive oil divided, three quarters of a teaspoon of salt divided, black pepper to taste, two cups of cooked tricolor or white quinoa, thoroughly cooled or chilled. Now you can make the quinoa 24 hours in advance, keep it in the refrigerator. Uh, the recipe actually works a little bit better if you do pre-cook that quinoa and have it nice and cold. I do like using the tricolor quinoa for the holidays because it just makes it, well, really, really festive. And then one cup firmly packed chopped baby spinach, half a cup of sliced grape tomatoes, half cup diced pecans. You can certainly use walnuts. And if you can't have nuts, but you can have seeds, sunflower seeds will work just fine with this recipe. One quarter cup of minced red or sweet onion, but the red onion is very festive in this recipe. One and a half teaspoons Italian seasoning blend and a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder. You're going to preheat the oven to 375 degrees. Line a medium-sized casserole dish with unbleached parchment paper, making certain that the dish will hold all the peppers really snugly so they remain upright during baking. You're going to slice off the top eighth to one quarter inch from each pepper. Seed the peppers. Brush one teaspoon of the oil over the outside and the inside cavity of each pepper. Then you're going to sprinkle about a half a teaspoon of salt, a generous amount of black pepper to taste inside the cavity of each pepper. I found that it's really important to flavor up your veggies before you stuff them. So that's a great jazzy tip. Then to make your stuffing, you put the cooked quinoa, the baby spinach, the grape tomatoes, pecans, onion, Italian seasoning, garlic powder, and a quarter teaspoon of salt into a large bowl and stir until well combined. Then you're going to add one tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil and stir it to combine. Then you're just going to spoon about one quarter of the quinoa mixture into each pepper, pressing it firmly into the pepper cavity and mounding it above the top. That's what makes these peppers look really, really pretty. Arrange the pepper upright in the casserole, cover and bake for 30 minutes, increase the oven temperature to 400 degrees, and then continue to bake them covered for about 15 minutes. Then uncover the peppers and bake them for 15 to 25 minutes more until the top of the stuffing is nice and golden. The peppers are tender. They're so pretty to serve. I like to let them cool for about 10 minutes before I serve them. And you'll find a full menu plan for the holidays 
on the website jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com, episode 910. That's episode 910. Well, in jazzy news this week, it is here. Season 10 of Jazzy Vegetarian is airing all around the country on many PBS and public television stations. It's our 10th anniversary season featuring my lively vegan cuisine that's easy and delicious. It is a landmark season and I divulge my best secrets for creating light, wholesome, satisfying, vegan and gluten-free recipes that anyone can master. So I do hope you'll check your local listings and tune in. And I am also very excited to share that the updated 10th anniversary edition of my most popular cookbook, Jazzy Vegetarian Lively Cuisine That's Easy and Delicious, is now available. Oh yeah, this is a fantastic book. It's the companion book to season 10, featuring over 120 recipes, including 25 new recipes, lots of updated fan favorite recipes from the original edition, over 200 full color photos, full menu plans, modernized cooking tips, gluten-free options, plus guidelines to lower the fat content in many recipes. You just want to go to jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com and go to our shop and you can purchase a signed copy. Yep, I'm going to sign it for you. And you're going to learn more about this fabulous, fabulous book. Of course, we've got a lot of other books at jazzyvegetarian.com. We have book combos. And hey, I'm just saying, makes a perfect holiday gift. A book from yours truly. Plus, season five of Jazzy Vegetarian is now re-airing on the nationally broadcast Create Channel every Sunday, every Monday. And it's one of our most popular seasons. We feature celebrity guests like Lydia Bastianich, Leonard Skinnerd, guitarist Ricky Medlock, Juliana Hever, and so, so, so many more. I'm going to show you how to cook healthy, easy, and delicious vegan food for your family and friends. So please check your local listings, and I do hope that you will tune in. And now for fabulous music today, the incredible Michael Feinstein. This is from a great album that he did a while back, the Sinatra Project, Volume 2, The Good Life. And this is a great track. Is You Is or Is You Ain't My Baby, Michael Feinstein. I got a gal who's always late Every time we have a date But I love her Yes, I love her I'm gonna walk up to her gate And see if I can get it straight Cause I want her I'm gonna ask her Is you is or is you ain't my baby The way you're acting lately makes me doubt Is still my baby, baby Seems my flame in your heart's doggone out A woman is a creature That's always been strange Just when you're sure of one You'll find she's gone and made a change what is you ain't my baby? Maybe 
woman is a creature that's always been strange. Just when you're sure of one, you find she's gone and made a change. Is you, is or is you ain't my baby. Feinstein, Is You Is or Is You Ain't My Baby, from his album The Sinatra Project, Volume 2, The Good Life. And I'm wishing you good health. I want to thank you so much for tuning in, because without you, there'd be no show, and I'm so honored that you listen to this program. So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. The Jazzy Vegetarian. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.